Welcome to Parsha on a Pod. My name is Yechiel Schaffer. I am the rabbi of the Pikesville Jewish Congregation. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 2, in which we will be taking a look at Parsha Tzav, the second in the book of Vayikra. This Parsha expands on the details of each of the karbonos, each of the sacrifice that are brought in the Mishkan, that are brought in the sanctuary. It offers us great detail into the spiritually significant process. There is a tremendous amount of transparency around the Korban process. Tzav means to be commanded, and though it largely speaks to the command offered directly to the Kohanim, its 97 verses have many lessons for us too. Here is Tzav in seven parts. Part 1. Tzav es Aaron ve'espanov leymar. God said to Moshe, Command Aaron and his sons in the following. Burnt offerings shall be brought on the altar all night until the morning. While performing the service, the priest should wear his sanctified garments. During the removal of the ashes, in which they are taken outside of the camp, he should put on other clothes. The fire on the altar should be permanent and should never be extinguished. These are the instructions for the mincha sacrifice. The priest should take a handful of flour mixture and burn it on the altar, and what remains shall be for the priests to eat in a sanctified place and shall not be permitted to leaven, much like chametz on Pesach. This consumption shall be limited to the male descendants of Aaron. The Sephorno, chapter 6, verse 2, points out that we are now expanding on the details of sacrifices described previously, and he points out that there are a variety of possible motivations behind bringing a sacrifice, and a variety of sacrifices reflects the wide personality of the Israelite nation. And so ends part one. Part two. Zekorban Aron Uvanav. God said to Moshe that the priests should bring a sacrifice on the day that they are anointed, a meal offering that will be brought half in the morning and half in the afternoon. This meal offering shall be flour mixed well with oil, and it shall not be eaten by the priests. God said to Moshe to speak to Aaron and his sons, sharing with them the laws of a sin offering. The priest who offers the sin offering shall eat it in a holy place, and the and the meat is considered sanctified itself. If a clay vessel was used to cook the meat, the vessel shall be broken. If the vessel was made of copper, though, it can be scoured and rinsed. Only male priests should eat from this sanctified meat. The Torah now describes the laws of the guilt offering. The guilt offering is slaughtered in the same place as the burnt offering, and its blood is sprinkled on the sides of the altar. The tail... Some of its fats and some of its organs should be removed and burned. The male priest should eat from the meat in a holy place, and the guilt offering has similar rules as the sin offering. Any meal offering that is baked shall belong to the the priests who prepare it. And so ends part two. Part three. This is the Torah of the Shlamim sacrifices. If the sacrifice is offered in gratitude, 
It should be brought with unleavened oil cakes, oil wafers, and other cakes soaked in oil. These items should go to the priests who sprinkles the blood of the sacrifice on the altar. The meat of the sacrifice should be eaten that evening without any being kept until morning. It's worth noting, parenthetically, that this sacrifice is the one that is accompanied by most delicacies, by most delicious desserts and breads, because when one is bringing a sacrifice of, out of gratitude, one has to share that gratitude with others. One has to bring enough so that many can partake. Anyone who eats or touches of the meat should be pure. If they are impure, they will be cut off from Israel. The punishment is quite severe. God now speaks to Moshe and says, tell the Israelites that they are not permitted to eat any animal fats. Animals that died or were killed but not shechted can be, can be of use but cannot be eaten. They should not consume any blood of any animal. God says to Moshe, tell the Israelites when bringing a well-being sacrifice, parts of the animal shall be elevated before God, and the priests shall turn the fats into fire, they shall burn it on the altar. The breast of the animal should go to the priests for their consumption. The right thigh shall also be given to the priests. This concludes the instructions of the burnt meal, sin, guilt, ordination, and well-being offerings that God commanded Moshe at Mount Sinai. God said to Moshe that he should take Aaron and his sons, the priestly clothes, the anointing oil, a bull sin offering, two rams, and a basket of unleavened bread, and gather all of Israel together. Moshe did as he was commanded, and Moshe told everyone present that this was what he was commanded to do. Moshe bathed Aaron and his sons with water. He dressed them in the special clothing and he took the anointing oil and poured it on the Mishkan and all that was inside of it. He anointed Aaron and dressed and anointed Aaron's sons. The Ramban explains that Moshe prepared the priests, then anointed the Mishkan and its utensils, so there would be no break between its anointing and the readiness for the priests to serve. One may think he washes and anoints the priests and then anoints the Mishkan. Not the case. He washes the priests, anoints the Mishkan, and then anoints the priests themselves. And so ends part four. Part five. Moshe now led forward a bull for a sin offering. Aaron and his sons rested their hands on the head of the bull. It was slaughtered and Moshe took some of its blood and smeared some of it on the horns of the altar and then poured the rest out at the base of the altar. He took the fats of the animal and some of the organs and burned them. The rest of the bull was burned outside the camp. He brought forward the ram for a burnt offering. Aaron and his sons rested their hands on the animal's head and it was slaughtered. Moshe took its blood and sprinkled it on all sides of the altar. The ram was butchered and then burned on top of the altar. And so ends part five. Part six. The Akrev es Ha'ayil Hashini. Moshe brings forward the second ram. 
and Aaron and his sons placed their hands on the head of the ram. It was slaughtered, and Moshe took from its blood and placed it on the right earlobe, the right thumb, and the right big toe of Aaron. He repeats this process with Aaron's sons, and then sprinkled the, sprinkles the blood on all sides of the altar. He took various parts of the animal, including its tail, its right thigh, and some extra loaves of bread, and placed them in Aaron's hands and in the hands of his sons. They elevated these items. Moshe then took these items and burned them on the altar. Moshe took the breast of the animal, elevated in it in his own hands, and it was part of his sacrifice to the Lord. The classic commentary, the Torah Tamima, chapter 8, verse 29, points out that Moshe was temporarily playing the role of high priest, so he needed to facilitate a sacrifice for himself. All of this has been part of the process of inaugurating and inducting the priests into the priesthood. Moshe is acting as the Kohen Godel, inducting his brother Aaron to be the future Kohen Godel, and Aaron's sons to be the priests. And so ends part six. Part seven. Moshe took the anointing oil and some of the blood that was on the altar and sprinkled them on Aaron and, and his son's clothes. Moshe instructed Aaron to boil the meat and eat it at the entrance of the Mishkan with a basket of bread. The leftovers should be destroyed in fire. The ordination ceremony lasted seven days. It will last for seven days, during which the priests Aaron and his sons will remain inside the Mishkan for the entirety of that time. For seven days they will sit there at the entrance of the Mishkan, keeping watch, standing there, never failing, never moving away. Aaron and his sons did so exactly as they had been commanded. Ibn Ezra chapter 8 verses 33 suggests that the priests were perhaps permitted to leave to take care of personal needs, but generally their mission and their job was simply to be present, was simply to stand in the entrance of the Mishkan for seven days. And so ends Harshat Saf. Thank you so much for taking a few minutes to listen to our Parsha on a pod, Parsha Tzav. If you enjoyed it, please share it with a friend, like it on your podcast platform, give us five-star rating, and enjoy it. Here's one final thought on the Parsha. There is a significant difference between the Mincha offering and the Sin offering. The Sin offering is consumed by the priest who sprinkles its blood, while the Mincha sacrifice is shared among all the priests. The Meshachachma points out that there is possibly a natural objection to the idea that an animal should be sacrificed because of my sin. For this reason, the priest who plays the central role in the sacrifice is commanded himself to eat the meat of the sacrifice to illustrate that we don't shy away from owning the fact, owning the act, and understanding its impact on the on the bringer of the sacrifice. The Kohen who facilitates the sacrifice is the Kohen who eats the meat of the sacrifice. Again, thank you so much for listening. My name is Yechiel Schaffer, the rabbi of the Pikesville Jewish Congregation. This has been Parsha on a Pod. Wishing everyone a happy Shabbos and a happy kosher and healthy Pesach. Take care.